What's up, my peeps? This is our podcast, Lessons from the Sun. I'm Nina Riccardi, and I'm the sun. And I'm Tony Riccardi, his pops. We're here to share our personal conversations with you. We'll dive into lessons we learn within sports and our everyday life. Or crack some jokes and have some fun. And you'll get to hear how much I bust my father's chops. Hey, listen, we're close, but I'm still your father. All right, pops, I get it. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Lessons from the Sun, as we're continuing with Coach Chris Gazelle. And just we've spent more time than we anticipated because going through this with you has been so informative for us and so enlightening that okay. uh, we we just we couldn't rush it. So thanks again for, okay. for giving us the time. Yeah, my pleasure. So I have to ask you this uh, because of what, the way you were describing the phone dinging, taking orders. This is like an entrepreneurial hack. You know, I, I had a business in my, you know, my past life of up to 200 people. So I understand what the challenges are. Uh, but what are some of the challenges of you running that business? Plus, on top of that, continuing to coach? Because that's something that when I, when I think about being in your shoes, like what you try to do with the kids, that's something that I find, like I think about and I like, wow, I'd love to know how he manages that. Well, I guess you could, you could say that my workday has, has two pieces to it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the, the social media, that's easy. You know, you just type something up and, you know, put your thoughts on, on, on your phone or on paper, whatever you want to call it and send it out there. And, um, you know, there, some of it is strategical. You'll see me share stuff about our products, you know, every day, every other day, um, along with other posts that are more geared towards parents or coaches or, or players. And to be honest, most of the stuff I put out there is, is geared more towards the adults, um, you know, because <clears throat> it's received differently, you know, from, from a more mature mind and then hopefully pass it on from there like you do. Um Early, early in the day, you know, when I wake up, I'm, I'm a pretty early riser. That's when I take care of, you know, the retail side of our business. That's when I'll manage and I'll, I'll fulfill all the orders, you know, do the shipping labels, package everything up, get it out there. Um, and that, you know, on busy days, that may take an hour or two. On some light days, that may take 15 minutes. Um, so it's not like that is a, a major thing. It, it's, a, it's a very humbling thing. I will tell you that. Um, to see, I mean, there's some days where it's, I tried to get all the stuff done before I take my daughter to work. And there's some days where I can't get it all done. Um, and then the coaching side of it, uh, that all happens after the kids get off school, you know, so it's, and then I have that, you know, big gap in the day where, you know, again, I'm very fortunate. I get to spend a lot of that time with my wife who, you know, we calculated and while I was playing and coaching, we, we were apart for like a combined five years you know, with all the, with all the days apart away, I was. Um, so we joke around, like we have a lot of making up to do. Uh, so anyway, so I get to spend, you know, that time with her. And then, um, when the kids are out of school, you know, we're still really new here and, and, you know, I'm very fortunate again, we have, you know, maybe 10, 15 families or 10 or 15 students that I'm working with here in Texas. Um, it was definitely, a little bit more crazy when we were in Washington. Right. Um, 
and I'm, I'm okay with it being a little bit slower. I I'm okay with that. I'm, I just let that stuff kind of grow organically. Um, but you know, the, the entrepreneurial answer to that is I think with it, I'm able to, to split the two up, you know, into different times during the day mm-hmm. and, um, they don't really overlap. I don't, you know, if I hear my phone ding, I'm not going to say I got to go fill that order right now. Got it. You know, I, I will <clears throat> let those orders do what they're going to do during the day. And then I'll take care of them, you know, in the morning after I wake up. Well, it sounds like you're, you're very organized and very, uh, strict with your time management, around the business, which is critical so that you can, you can recoup with that time that you spend with your wife and your family so that you can yeah. give your best when you go back to it. So yeah, it's, that, that's really a key part that a lot of people miss sometimes about having to invest in themselves in order to deliver for everybody else. Right. So well, when I was in Washington, when we were in Washington, um, you know, there we were so so fortunate with the support. I mean, we had waiting lists in all of our programs, and with that, that meant that all of my hours were taken up, uh, which meant, you know, it's it just crazy amount of hours that were spent um, teaching. You know, which again, I love teaching, but it, it can just like anything, it can get to the point where it's it becomes overwhelming. Um, and you know, I'm I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. This move that we <clears throat> excuse me, felt that we, it was time for, um, you know, is almost serving as a little bit of a reset, um, you know, from a instruction standpoint, starting from scratch means you have to, you have to build a new clientele. Uh, we also, uh, about two months or right around the new year, um, we switched platforms for our store. So, you know, and that was something that I wanted to do for years, but just life, just, you know, I, I don't want to go through that right now. Um, and that's what we switched over to Shopify and, you know, that has, that was a, a, I mean, that platform is, is pretty awesome. I don't know if you know much about it, but that platform has been, has been 10 times better for us from a business standpoint than what we were using before. Wow. Wow. Well, we're glad to hear that. We'd like to see good people do well. So I appreciate it. So now saving the best for the last, uh, coaching and parenting. Oh yeah. Uh, so, you know, why don't you start us off? Okay. So why do you like coaching baseball? Why do I like coaching baseball? For one, I loved playing baseball. Okay. And I love coaching it because I know how much it affected my life and got me to where I am now. And I love coaching it um, because I'm helping little men like yourself get more confident and believe in themselves and something they enjoy so much. Okay. That's my quick to the point, 10 year old answer. All right. Okay. Okay. So I have another one for you. So what is your philosophy on how to build mental strength? My philosophy is to discuss it. Uh, My philosophy is to make people around you comfortable sharing their emotions and the things that they're thinking and going through. Um, I think too many times people don't want to share things that they are, that they fear. They don't want to talk about it. Um, They don't want to talk about their failures. They don't want to, you know, they feel like it's going to embarrass themselves. They feel like someone's going to look at them differently. Um, You know, I, 
I will often, and you'll see me do on social media, I will often talk about, you know, the failures I had in my career, um, you know, because I want to make sure that whoever I'm talking to, it doesn't come off as like, hey, I'm perfect. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your mistakes. You know, I every mistake that you're that you've made and you're going to make, I've probably made myself. Mm-hmm. There's a very good chance at that. Okay. And even as you get older, all the mistakes that you're going to make, your dad probably made those same mistakes at some point. It may look a little bit different, be in a different situation, but but we're all there. And I for a long time, um, it was almost frowned upon, looked down upon if you talked about um, you know, some of the, the bad thoughts that are going on in your mind. You know, we, we need to, and again, I just, I shared with you guys, I got to talk to my daughter's horse team this morning, you know, we, we need to acknowledge those. So almost like we're prepared how to handle them when they come back again, because they're going to come back. And I, you know, those guys you watch on TV, they're, they're the best in the world, but they have moments of doubt and fear and uncertainty. And, you know, some of them, they don't, they don't have those moments until they become a professional. And some of them have those moments before they're professional. And I will tell you this, that, that your strongest individuals are going to be the people who have been through it and been through it a lot and come out of it. All right. Wow. That's a great point. Uh, You know, I remember having a ton of success in my first seven years in the business world and hit a downturn. And I now have had to learn how to manage in a downturn and I learned the most during that time than what I did in all the successful years. So I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, and these are things that a lot of stuff that I, my opinions and understanding of things didn't happen until I started teaching these subjects. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we have a program I ran for a number of years called life and leadership. And um, you know, when I, when I'm putting together this workbook for the students you know, I actually, you know, say it's grit, you know, say grit's the topic. I'll sit down and I will really dig in and just, you know, read different quotes, read some articles based around that subject. And because I'm, you know, I'm going to teach it. I want to make sure that I am, I have a, have a great understanding of this topic before we go and discuss it at length. Mm -hmm. And I've learned so much just because of that. You know, if you, if you want, if you want to get better at something, go, go teach it, <laughs> you know, go prepare to teach it. That's you, know, it. you don't, you, you go and, and put yourself out there and you're not fully versed in that topic. You're going to feel so uncomfortable talking about it. <laughs> and, and, and we don't ever want that. We don't want that feeling. Agreed. My question that I have is what are, what are some of the methods that you use to ensure that kids are doing things the right way? But at the same time, without discouraging them, because I, you know, I agree with your philosophy in doing things the proper way, the, like doing things the right way. And it's, of course, it's easier said than done uh, when you don't want if a, if a player is having a hard time mastering a concept or, or a movement uh, without you. I think all the coaches can benefit without discouraging them. Uh, so we'd love to hear from you on that. Well, I think the first part of that question is making sure they do it the right way. Um, someone just asked me something the other day, and I, one of the things I had to say to them was that there's very few things that I've found, at least in this game, that there are absolutes. You know, like it has to be done this way no matter what. 
You know, like you can look at a pitcher's delivery. They all look different, right? They all look different, but there are certain points in the delivery, which to do things well and in a healthy manner, these things need to be done. But from the naked eye, they're all going to look very different, right? And especially to someone who may not fully understand the pitching delivery. Um, on the other side of that, as coaches, we, we have to have a tremendous amount of patience. Um, we need to be really good with, with child psychology, um, you know, to, to try to get on their level and what are they thinking and how are they processing it? You know, you, when you were younger, you may have processed things differently than I did when I was younger. And even as adults, I may process things different right now at my age than you do at your age. And that's just, that's just, that's just a part of, of being a human. Um, and kids are, kids are unique. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, the adults tend to make things a little bit tougher sometimes than they need to be. Um, there has to be an understanding and patience, uh, with their level of aptitude, you know, aptitude is being able to apply what you're learning, you know, and some kids are really good. Some kids are really good with aptitude and others, you know, they're not physically um, able to apply what they're learning just yet. Maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they will be a couple of years from now and we're kind of, we're planting some seeds for later on down the road. Um, But I I've learned as, as an instructor and as a coach that, you know, I, I can't judge a kid because of what he's like when he's 10 or 12 you know, I mean, the amount of late bloomers that at least I've seen, you know, kids who are just, they really struggle with athleticism when they're 10, 11, 12 years old. And now all of a sudden in high school, you know, when they've matured and, you know, puberty has hit, you know, now they're, they're all league, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, how did that happen? Hmm. So I think that because of some of those experiences as a coach, I need to be, I need to give as much information as I can. Be careful of giving too much information at that same time, right? Be able to, to piece out that information, um, but then also have patience and understand where they are at in their life. Hmm. Where they're at, has at, where I'm at in my life, I'm not them. And I can't expect them to be able to learn at my pace or do exactly what I'm asking them to do every time because they just, you know, some of them just can't. And that's, I think that's a part of it and something that. Um, adults tend to struggle with, to be honest, a lot of adults struggle with patience and understanding of child psychology and they, you know, aptitude, all of it, you know, it's, I think a lot of us adults, we forget that we were probably one of those kids at one point too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. What technique do you use to try and help protect a player when a parent may be on the, the, tougher side or not quite understanding what you're trying to accomplish. Like, for example, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever like, you know, don't, why are you being, why are you being so soft on him? Push him, you know, something like that. Right. Or, uh, you know, he just needs to work harder. Those those type of things that you hear um, uh, that you may hear. Uh, I'd love to get your insight on that. Well, I've, I've personally never had a, had a parent challenge me in that way. Um, you know, I, I, I hear parents talk to their kids, even while I'm working with them, mm-hmm. you know, some of those sort of, of mannerisms. Um, oh, right. But if I see that there's a lot of clashing going on between parent and athlete, um, I will find time 
you know, whether it's, I pull the kid away to the back of the tunnel, you know, while the parents are sitting at the other tunnel at the other end. And, you know, it will take some time to make sure that confidence is there and the, and the relationship is there. And I'll, and I'll ask them, you know, like, do you, like, how do these things make you feel and try to help the kid, you know, sometimes maybe able to, to handle, you know, those situations a little bit better, maybe have a little better understanding where mom and dad are coming from, uh, whatnot. And there, there are some heart to hearts I've had with parents before, you know, like, Hey, you know, I mean, I won't be, I'm not going to say, Hey, dude, you need to stop doing that. You know, it, it's going to be more of a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. of, of this is what I'm seeing in your kid. This is, you know, I mean, what every, every situation is a little bit different, but, you know, try to, try to help them bring them down a little bit and understand uh, that the game is hard. And it's almost sometimes where, you know, it's, I'm working with the parents at the same time I'm working with the kids, you know, and, and I don't think the parents always realize that. Yeah. Um, and they don't, <laughs> I think sometimes they do, you know, and I've had parents, parents tell me before that they're, they're grateful for our conversations between the adults. Hmm. Um, but, but sometimes it, it's, it can be challenging. It's, it's a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky subject, you know, yeah. sometimes, and it's, you know, I look at it as, you know, I'm going to, I'm there for the kids. And sometimes to be there for the kids, I have to be there for the parents too. And um, in my opinion, it's a part of the gig. And, but I know not all, not all want that part. Yeah. That's, I would imagine it's the most, dif- one of the most difficult parts because, you know, the it fun is. part is being playing baseball, right? Coaching baseball. Yeah. 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 It, it is. And in all reality, I've been fortunate to work with hundreds of families. Um, that's only happened a few different times. Okay. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice to parents about that, what would it be? Slow down, slow down, try to try to remember and reflect uh, to what sports were like when you were a kid. Um, if you had a parent that was hard on you, remember to what that felt like for you. Um, you know, did it help you enjoy the game more or did it push you away from the game? You know, it's, we want as adults, we want these kids to enjoy the game and be excited for next season. And as parents, our conversations, our support, um, our love, and the number one thing is our relationship with our children. And we got to be very careful of letting a sport and our children's performance get in the way of that relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's great. Now I'll take the flip side of that. Uh, you're talking to let's, a very hardworking player. You can tell that the intent is there. This is the player that you're talking to. He wants to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. What's what's the piece of advice that you would you would give that player, a young player? Because our audience is we're focused more like you know eight to. The, the tweens, like 12, 13, 14, like that. So um, but what would be a piece of advice for the younger group? Uh, to be a student, you know, to when you watch the game, when you watch the game on TV, watch it as a student more than you watch it as a fan, right? So think about it. Most people, when they watch a game on TV, you know, we're looking for the nasty pitches. We're looking for the, for the home run to be hit. We're looking for the sweet play to be made. Um but watch it as a student, for example, you know, 
when the catcher's back, they're given signs, you know, watch how he moves his body around, watch how his knees are closer together when he's giving signs versus a lot of young kids, their legs are wide open, right? Why are his knees closer together? Um, you know, watch when the pitcher comes set, right? Watch how they hold the ball for a different amount of time. Each pitch when there's a runner on base and they just come set and throw, come set and throw. Right. So we watch the game as a student versus watching it as a fan. That would be a piece of advice. Um, another piece of advice would be to make sure that you are putting in time practicing outside of being with your team. Okay. We don't want the only time that we practice on being better to be when I have a team practice, right? You're going to find that as you grow, bud, you're the better players are the ones that spend time away from their team getting better. Um, and find ways to learn from your mistakes, right? Nobody's perfect. Adults aren't perfect. Coaches aren't perfect. Umpires aren't perfect. We're not perfect. Okay. So we have to understand that that's a part of it and become very good at asking myself when I fail, why, why did I struggle and what can I do different next time? But then also remembering and thinking about when we're good and why were we good? Wow. I gave you three things right there. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) That's, that's, that's a great place to, to end because it's just such, such like so much in that few minutes that we can take away from that. So uh, Chris Gazelle, baseball dudes, for those of you listeners, please, if you have not checked out his Instagram or his Facebook, please do so. So many inspiring quotes, some uh, really cool wristbands that are like little reminders. You can look down in the middle of the game and, and just take a breath or breathe. And we, we, we couldn't say enough. And we thank you so much for your time, coach. Thank My you pleasure. So thank, thank you guys for, for doing this and putting it on, you know, you guys, this generation, the cool stuff like this that you get to do is, is very cool. And just a different way to love the game, you know, different way to learn things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You guys keep having fun with this thing. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening. Now, please do us a solid and hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow our Insta, and if you don't mind, give us a five-star review. Hook up my homeboy and help us continue to grow, please. Peace Peace out. out.